Jerry Dempsey, Matt Otis Smith, the smartest guy in the room. Uh, happy Friday. God, happy Friday, God bless buddy. the weekend. Hey, let me start with a quick quote. Yeah. Uh, it sticks with our theme of being the smartest and the dumbest guy in the room at any particular time. Uh, came up with this quote myself in my infinite wisdom. So it goes like this. Laughing at me is the new laughing with me. Laughing at me is the new laughing with me. Well, and the basis, while you think about it and let it stew, is, you know, people used to always say that to you when you're being dumb or being made fun of. I'm not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. And, you know, it's like one person makes fun of you and laughs at you. It's not that painful. But if one person makes fun of makes fun of you and laughs at you, and then thirty people are all looking and laughing at you, don't you burn up inside with like embarrassment or humiliation? It's an interesting question. Uh, you know, I I probably did at one point, but then I have a I have a friend Ken whose father used to say they laugh at me and then they become me, and. I love. I always loved that quote, and I started living my life that way. Whether it, whether I believed it or not, I would choose to. Be- I would choose to convince myself that if they were laughing at me, they wanted to become me, because I always loved that uh, quote uh, from Harold Lovett. What's that? That was my friend's father. Oh, okay. Got they it. laugh at me, and then they become me. Well, I almost look at it from the perspective of a humorist, which, you know, you and I are amateur humorists, I guess. <laughs> We're going to put a label on it. <laughs> um, I'm a futurist. But if my goal is to make you laugh and you're laughing at me, then you are indeed laughing with me because my goal was to make you laugh. And therefore, I'm 100% successful. I, I think that's important in humor. I can get down with that. But today's topic, Mr. John Matthew Smith, or Otis, Otis, is the actual evolution of nicknames. You know, the history, we're not going to talk about that because nobody cares. Uh, but why they're important today and, and why they're so much fun and why we even have them. So we'll begin with you. And you, you're most famous. You probably had a lot of nicknames in life, but we're going to start with the, the name Otis because I love it. And I always think of you as Otis. I don't think of you as John Matthew Smith. So why don't you take us through how that evolved and the etymology of the whole Otis thing? Uh, that evolved in my early, in my late teens uh, at St. Bonaventure. And um, it came from, I was a pretty heavy drinker and would tend to get drunk quite a bit and i was a happy drunk i wasn't one of these angry drunks or depressive drunks uh it probably served me better to go through life drunk because i'm way happier than i am uh, when i'm sober but uh we had a friend who we called floyd because he looked exactly like floyd the barber from the andy griffith show from mayberry right and uh he roomed with a guy named Andy. And so we had Floyd and we had Andy and, uh, Otis, who was the town drunk on the, uh, Andy Griffith show, you know, it, 
it just seemed like a natural that uh, I assume that that name. Did uh, you um did you end up in prison like every night though with uh, Andy and Don? Yeah, I got I got arrested regularly in college, uh, which is funny because, you know, my brother and sister went to Syracuse University and my I wanted to go there and my parents did not want to send me there because they were afraid I would just end up in too much trouble at a large school. And uh, I got arrested like six times at St. Bonaventure and almost every single time was when I was drunk. Mm. So, uh, yeah, Otis that name caught on with, you know, my friends there and the crowd in Buffalo. And, you know, I, I grew up obviously with the obvious nickname Smitty as yeah. most people do. And when I was in elementary school, uh, my nickname for a long time was Clyde, which was, uh, you know, based on the orangutan in the uh, Every Which Way But Loose movies with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I get it. You uh, kind of look uh, like him. <laughs> well, you remember Al Ross Sporting Goods that, that yes. was that screen printing uh, oh, yeah. business on Seneca Street in Buffalo? My friend's father owned that. And, uh, you know, he used to do T-shirts and varsity jackets and varsity letters. And uh, I remember one year they got me a a patch, a big patch that you could like put on a varsity coat that said Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, that nickname developed through the crowd in uh, Fisher court. Remember Fisher court in Buffalo, which was a neighborhood in, yes. in Buffalo, uh, popular neighborhood in Buffalo. And all the dudes uh, from Fisher court used to call me Clyde. And then it caught on in school. And, but I don't think uh, I don't think nicknames play the role that they that they once did. And uh, you know, when we were growing up, they were pretty prevalent. I don't I don't know a lot of people who go by a, a nickname anymore. No, they're it's almost like we're too uh, sophisticated of a society where it's frowned upon now. Um, although you see it in pockets and in, in rebel type people, I have uh, friends from my former employment that. You know, for me, word association, you know, being a sales guy, you have to remember everyone's name, right? And I notoriously would not like to remember people's names. I would just associate them, especially when I was like putting them into my phone. Uh-huh. Like, um, you know, I would, I would just name, I would like little Mikey, kind of not to such a degree as an asshole, like a president doing it on a stage. But just for my own personal enjoyment, you know, like this one kid uh, I worked with was just kind of an obnoxious dork. He was a he was kind of nerdy, but he was really obnoxious. So I just would call him nerdy dork. So when my phone rang, it would say, you know, incoming call from nerdy dork. And then if my phone was sitting on a table, someone else would see it. You know, <laughs> it eventually got back to him that that was his nickname and he didn't necessarily <laughs> like it. <laughs> But I well, mean, it was, was your, fitting, and I knew it was, was him. <laughs> was your pre, your your uh, prevalent nickname obviously was Dems, right? Pretty much. But I remember when I first met you. I remember the kids in my neighborhood from Queen of Heaven, uh, the school that Catholic school that you all used to go to. Uh, I remember kids in my neighborhood calling you Dumper. Dumper was uh, 
and again, it was a family type moniker. I love that name. Um, yeah, and it's interesting because I remember, you know, I had no problem with it. They called my brother Paul Dumper, called me Dumper, Demper, you know. Actually, one of my buddies in IT started calling me Demper out of the blue. And uh, and I just thought, oh, that's cool. Like, he, you know, he was a sports guy. He was a nickname kind of a guy. Okay. Right. Real fun, real cool. Um, you know, still kind of friends with him. But yeah, that was a that was another familial type name though. Like I didn't get any real nicknames that suited me or described me like an Otis for you. Um a little jealous of that to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, it's funny though. I always uh I always think of you actually, believe it or not, as Dumper before Demps uh just because that was the way I was introduced to you, uh, I, I knew you from the Woods family who had like, like you who had like a thousand kids. And, uh, uh, I just remember them calling you that. So still to this oh, day, yeah. I, I think of you first, like the name dumper will appear in my head, but you know, you mentioned that dude from it, uh, who gave you that nickname and, and, uh, said you said he was a sports guy. It's kind of what you know. As when I said that nicknames were more prevalent back in the old days, I sports is a perfect example. Like you know, Pee Wee Reese and uh, Scooter. You know, for Phil Rizzuto and you know all these athletes who were professional athletes in like the fifties. Uh, they were known by their nickname. Yep. And, you know, now there might be athletes like, you know, Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, who yeah. have a nickname, but he's not known really during, a, you know, he drops back to pass. I don't say Johnny Football drops back to pass, you know, but like Pee Wee Reese, that's how he was known when he played. And I don't know, the, the, the I use sports as an example, but nicknames just, uh, they they don't seem as prevalent anymore, and I think that's uh, it's weird. I'm kind of, I kind of get romantic about stupid things, but I wish nicknames would come back the way I wish written letters would come back. You know, it's interesting. I remember um, when everybody went off to college, I still wrote letters to certain friends, and um, I did too. There is an art to that, and yeah. there is. You know, there's the communication. It's the thoughtfulness. I mean, you could say people write emails today, but most of them are just robotic responses and whatnot. And um, I know you'll laugh, but one of the things that made me want to start writing was I used to always get feedback from people that um, I wrote, I gave really good email. In other words, I would be very descriptive, very to the point, almost to the degree that it would be hard to misinterpret what I said. And that was kind of honed from people misinterpreting emails and whatnot all the time, especially as it relates to sarcasm or emotion or joking around. I mean, so yeah. much of that is lost even in this world of texts, right? You can't crack a joke because people don't get it. And then they often get mad at you because they think you're making fun of them. Oh, I, I, I agree with, with, with this whole, with everything you're saying here, because my texts and my messages uh, on like 
different various social media platforms and you know uh private messages they're way too i always write them and they're way too long and they're way too detailed and you know uh but i i think i like you it's it's an outgrowth from i used to write letters all the time i and i it's just like it's like it's an art in a way yep and uh i hate the how the i hate how text messages and messages over private messages whether it's facebook or instagram they're they're so impersonal now you know and so quick and choppy i i don't know i hate it Com- communication should not be uh cut up it, the way it's been well when you really consider the art of communicating um it's so important, yet it gets paid so little heed sometimes in our in our fast paced hyper lives yeah. that uh you know it's like slow down, enjoy the conversation, enjoy it like you would a meal instead of driving through the drive through and scarfing down whatever it is you're getting um, you know you're right, and the fast paced lifestyle in my opinion has has made so much so many things unfun. Life has yep. become unfun, uh, you know, and it's, I don't know, it's, uh, everything is, everything is hurried up now. Everything is, let's just, you know, can't we, let we just relax and let's have, let's, let's have some fun. Bring fun back into things. Speaking of which, um, I would like you to tell us one of my favorite nicknames that you've been called over time. That still makes me laugh like a child um, <laughs> is when people call you Mickey Rooney. So tell us about that. <laughs> um, well, it's interesting. You know, I, I brought up my friend Ken, uh, whose dad had that saying, they laugh at me and they become me. Uh, Ken and I, he kind of, we worked together uh, at several newspapers throughout our career. I've known him for 30 something years. And, we used to work together in Watertown and we were out one day on a Friday evening and Fridays were a total bitch uh, at this newspaper we worked at because we had to leave stories for the weekend and Monday. So we would write like seven or eight stories, you know, and then we'd get out of work and we would just go to the bar and uh, he was at the bar already and I got there and um I came in and I was in a really good mood and <laughs> he was like, he's in a good mood. I can't have this, you know? So he tried to get under my skin from the minute <laughs> I got there. And I, I'm just like, you're not going to bother me tonight. I'm going to, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. And he just kept started. He started throwing all these insults and digs at me, just trying to get under my skin. And there, the television was on at the corner of the bar and, uh, you know, he's giving me all these digs and I'm like, you're not going to bother me. And then Mickey Rooney appeared on the television and um, I happened to look up and I go, oh, I fucking hate Mickey Rooney. So Ken goes, you're Mickey Rooney. And I just flipped. I just flipped when he called me Mickey Rooney. The same way that when that guy at the Brick Bar in Buffalo called me Goose from Goose. Top Gun and I went, I, I went after him. Uh, that's one of my favorites. I was, yeah. was going to save that one. But yeah. <laughs> so, you know, no one until that moment 
ever knew how much I hated Mickey Rooney. And uh, once that was discovered that night, it just became a thing. And it yeah. was like a virus. More and more people found out. And, you know, people would buy me Mickey Rooney memorabilia. And, you know, just it, it, just because they knew it would get under my skin. And uh, uh, just a side note, one day, 25 years later, uh, my the same friend, Ken, was he bought a... He was at like a yard sale or something like that, and he found a book on uh, it was a bio, it was an auto it was a biography on Mickey Rooney, so he bought it for me as a joke. And uh, I got to <laughs> I got to tell you, as much as I hated Mickey Rooney, I got I was bored at one period. I'm always reading like some book. I had nothing to read, and I never I did never got to the bookstore, so I I started reading the Mickey Rooney biography. And as much as I hated that guy, and I do hate that guy, that book was fascinating mickey rooney was he led such a fascinating life and yeah. that book that book proved to me what an asshole he was uh it made me hate nice. him even more but the book i couldn't put the book down but yeah that whole mickey rooney thing came about uh really by accident he was just a friend of mine trying to get under my skin and found out i hated mickey rooney and called me mickey rooney and i just went after him all right well i got one I was traveling one time on a plane, plane lands. You know how everyone has to stand up and clog the aisle because, you know, they have to be off the plane because they're so important, right? And I'm one of those people. So I bang my head on the, the, the ceiling of, you know, because I'm in the window seat trying to get out so I can, you know, jockey my way out of the plane because I have meetings to go to. Anyway, we're all standing there. Um, and there's a woman that keeps looking at me and she's like, you know, older, you know, she's not looking at me like, oh, you're hot. Like we're going to hook up. She's just looking at me. So I look at her and I'm like, what? And she goes, I don't know if anyone ever told you this before, but you look just like Nathan Lane. <laughs> and everyone looks at me and starts laughing. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I, this must have been like right after the birdcage came out. Right. But I didn't know who he was. So I look at her and I'm like, I don't know who that is. And, and, and people are like nodding, like, oh, yeah, I see it. Not, and, and like my face is red. And I'm like 30 something years old at this point in time. So right. I, I, feel, I feel like a five year old kid getting made fun of in the schoolyard. That's how I felt. I was reduced to that at that particular moment. You know, and I look at her, I'm like, I don't know who that is, lady. And she's like, oh, he's the gay guy from the birdcage. <laughs> and then another round of laughter, you know, ensues. And I'm like, now I'm like fucking mad. <laughs> and I can't go anywhere because the, the plane is clogged with everyone trying to get in the aisle and get off the damn plane. I have nowhere to go. And she's just smiling at me. She's like, oh, honey, it's a compliment. He's very handsome. And. <laughs> Uh, you know, and then I see another business guy just shaking his head like, no, he's not. <laughs> so I'm just like, I just want to crawl under fucking seat right now and cry. And that's you how do I felt. Bear, you do bear a strong resemblance to Nathan Lane, though. Oh, well, that's... I think well, the best look, part was you look more manly, though. So, you know, I get through that. And I, now I'm like, I'm in this city where, you know, I have to go meet with my customers. So. We have our awful meeting, and now we're at dinner. We're having drinks. 
And I tell, like an idiot, I tell the boys at our dinner table, like, what happened to me on the plane? And you know what they did? <laughs> they all laughed at me. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you do. And I still didn't know what the dude looked like, because back then you couldn't just go on the internet and look up Nathan Lane like you could today. Like, I had to go to the stupid video store and, like, rent the movie. You know what I mean? Just to yeah, see. Because you didn't have HBO, you didn't have all that shit. That's that an awful. indication. That's an indication too of just how much that bothered you because you couldn't look him up on your phone. You were you were so, you know, you you became so obsessed with what you said that you went to a video store. Yeah, yeah. I had to see what this fool looked like. I mean, I don't know. And then I see him. I'm like, and then I'm like, I do kind of look like him. <laughs> and then that made me feel ultimately depressed. <laughs> and the best part was that customer. For the, the remainder of the time they were my customer. Hey, Nathan, what's up, buddy? Leaving me voicemails and all that shit. So, and I had to take it like a trooper because they were a customer, not a friend yeah. that I could tell them to fuck off, right? <laughs> yeah, see, like my friends who will do the Mickey Rooney stuff, you know, I can tell them to fuck off or I can punch them, but yeah. you can't punch someone you're making money off of. No, you don't tell jokes about yourself to your customer. That was a good lesson for me. <laughs> fuck. I don't know, man. Uh, I was always, I was always, uh, I always thought you looked like Nathan Lane, but I, I never like wanted to bring it up to you. I know, and I always thought you looked like Mickey Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I was part. worried you'd beat me up. <laughs> oh my god, that guy was a predator too. Well, you don't look like Mickey Rooney, but you do look like Goose. So sorry yeah, about that. Well, I, God, I hate that. I hate that. I've gotten that a couple times, not just at that night at the Brick Bar where I. I got violent with the guy or wanted to, but uh, I've got he that ran a, away before you got too violent. <laughs> I got that. I've gotten that a couple of times. I never saw it. But I don't know. But, you know, Anthony Edwards has a long face and uh, uh, I do, too. And my brother always uh, makes a joke about me to me. He, he always says to me, like, why are you so long in the face? <laughs> And it always reminds me of Anthony Edwards and Goose. I never thought you had a horse face. When I think of horse faces, I think of like a John Kerry or something like that. Yeah, well, he has a horse face. I have a long face. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, I always thought you were beautiful myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm no Nathan Lane. I mean, but I was told a skinnier version and then I put on weight. So then I was a fatter version. So either way, I can't fucking win. Well, to wrap this up, though, all those people who uh, laughed at you on the on the uh, plane, um, they all wanted you know, to be me. Yeah. They laughed at you. They wanted to be you. In the I words mean, if you can survive Bell- that kind of humiliation, you know, you can survive anything. <laughs> and that's a good way to end this with that uh, moral. Yes, sir. All right. Good right, talks brother. as usual. Enjoy the cold up there. Oh, it's fucking cold, man. And I'm old and I hate the cold. Yeah. Well, you know what? Global warming's not coming fast enough for you. Get out of there. <laughs> uh, Move to Florida. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Right on, buddy. All, All right. right Have a good weekend. Take care, Stay bro. Free. Stay free. Bye.